Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 130. I am Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Universal Andy. Hello. And the Tony Pony Cats. Uh, hello, hello. Excited to be here, guys. Um, make sure you guys uh, check out our sports pod, the uh, 2019 NFL Fantasy. And uh, make sure you hit that subscribe. But uh, we have a lot of stuff to jump into this week. And uh, let's just start with uh, Jeff Epstein. You, we're just not going to put this guy's name down for a while. Uh, it's it's too there's too much stuff. It's a very robust deal. And uh, I saw today that he signed a will two days before he uh, passed, and uh, that was worth about half a billion. So people were wow. saying like they're not sure how much he's worth anymore. Um, still a pretty good buck right there. Well, he, he he had assets, but are they going to be taken away? That's like the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, this will might be not even matter because he, all the victims are going to get paid out whatever he has. How many victims do you think there are? Hundreds, do, do, I don't know. Yeah. Do people I mean, are, I don't know, like, lawsuits, how many, like, named people, I don't know. But mm-hmm. you've got to think it's been hundreds over the years. Jesus. Well, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that was the main thing I wanted to – I was like, oh, holy shit, half a bill. Um, okay, but here's our main story. Uh, well, did you see that the head of prisons was fired today? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that too. So, I like how that works is like... What's your job? I'm the head of prison. Well, when you're like... Because the, the attorney general was like upset and like, like, we need to find out what happened. And then everyone pointed out to him like, well, you're actually the boss of the prisons as well as being the attorney general. So then he actually did something. He's like, wait, so I can just fire the guy who's the head of the prisons. Mm-hmm. But what about the head of that prison? Who knows? I think he's getting a job at a school district now. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff is, there's so many conspiracies with this stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, okay, here's our uh, our interesting news story of the day. You guys ever go to the beach? I was there this Saturday. Oh, yeah, the there beach, he is. The beach always wins versus Andy also. <laughs> I see an interesting uh, Still has fun. stain of uh, burn on your calf shin there. Um, so you said off air. We have to take this to light really quick. We're going to put a quick aside in this. You rubbed milk on your leg? Yeah, well, I, you know, a little paper towel with some milk, and then you, you, know, you do the towel chick trick on sunburns. You get a wet towel oh. in it cools down the skin that kind of stuff okay so do that with a bit of milk and the milk helps heal the skin it puts the extra vitamins in there vitamins oh, okay. probably d Bear mostly d here. right you love the d don't you <laughs> vitamin d it's essential <laughs> that actually is proven to help why don't you just drink the milk that probably helps too being hydrated is the number one thing oh yeah oh yeah being hydrated is a key to a lot of things and i think i know there's overall throughout a day i don't I'm not the best with staying properly hydrated. I mean, I'll drink a good amount of water in the mornings when I'm at work and stuff, but I know when the afternoons come around, I find myself a couple hours without drinking it, and then uh, another <laughs> substance always ends up in my stomach, which is uh, fun juice, fun juice, as I like to call it. And Sunny then I'll D. End up, and then I'll end up drinking water at like night before I go to bed, but just throughout the day in general, I've just definitely not. And just telling you guys before this, I'm hurting a little bit today. I went on a run for the first time in a couple weeks, and think just a little dehydrated and then just out of shape also it's already my chest and yeah abs area already like 
pretty sore just rub. when i'm standing too so i know it's like just the muscles and stuff just rub some milk on your chest yeah, usually, yeah it, might. it might help that'll help i use also use some aloe which is what everyone knows you more universal some right there. Uh, coconut oil oh yeah yeah no right, well good coconut oil is great because you just smell it too yeah one of my favorite dog things. will definitely want to lick you mm-hmm. um but okay quick aside is uh become just a regular length aside um at the beach andy or tony you guys ever take sand with you home? Just some sand? Oh, you always do. You don't <laughs> yeah, want to. In your car. Okay, but uh, okay, yeah, on your body. Um, I don't think it really applies to us because we live at the beach. I'm talking like, you know, do you think someone from Kentucky is like, oh, I'm going to take some of this home because it's majestic. Because it's illegal, you know, right? Like you can't take sand from the beach. There's just not enough of it. If everyone took sand. But who wants to? That's what I'm saying. I think people who don't I see it all the time. I understand if you're like a company who uses that sand, if you went and just stole it from the beach, that would be illegal. But like, no, you can't like fill up a bottle with it. Well, we used to take crabs home from the beach, put them in the fish tank. Call the cops. Shit. That was illegal. Call yeah. the cops. Cops are going to be at your house tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, the French couple was uh, out at uh, Porto Torres, Italy. And uh, they were taking a ferry back to the mainland to go to uh, Staten Island, south of France or wherever. Oh. And uh, they uh, were uh, stopped by uh, inspectors on the ferry. They're always inspectors. They yeah. always have mustaches. Yep. They, uh, <laughs> they noticed some sand in a, in a couple of like Coca-Cola bottles in their back seat. Now, uh, this, is a, this is cool sand, I guess. You know, some of these beaches, like the sand's white. And I don't know more. Like, I like the black sand. That's, that's interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, well, they had 14 bottles of sand that they're taking home. Just little Coke bottles? That's like nice. liter bottles, like European, the big ones. A liter of Long, okay. yeah. Um, they're facing up to six years in jail and like a 3,500 euro fine. I didn't know they put people in jail in Europe. Wow. <laughs> what does that even mean? Why were they stealing 14 <laughs> bottles? I understand a single bottle, you're going to put it in like a, a vase. Yeah, uh, a memento. I don't know. But 14, they're going to start selling some of this shit on Etsy or whatever it's called? eBay. It's pronounced eBay. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I thought that was hilarious. I'm very happy that they're not just some dumbass couple from, you know, New Jersey or something. Uh, but in eh, France, nothing to do with us. Pretty good. New Jersey has beaches. And you don't want to take that sand. Exactly. So they wanted to take half this semen. Sand. <laughs> oh boy. Half semen. Half syringe. I saw that always sunny episode. Um so yeah, that's your weird story of the day. Um we do have some uh, movie stuff. Now, Andy, would you like to do it now or after box office? Oh, I think we should get into the news that doesn't have to do with box office. Alright, well let's talk uh robocop projects yeah robocop do you ever see the original robocop absolutely I love it did not yeah it's an intense movie uh they remade it five years ago and wasn't that a and heaping pile of shit pg-13 it wasn't the worst thing in the world it had michael keaton sam jackson it just no purpose of it it was pg-13 which defeats the purpose of robocop which was how violent it was mm-hmm. um but they uh Wanted to proceed with a new RoboCop. The project was uh, headed by Neil Blom- Blomkamp. I won't really know exactly how to say his name. That's good enough. But he's the uh, director of District 9, which is uh, basically his project that everyone knows, everyone loves. Great movie. 
Elysium. He followed up with Elysium and Chappie, two movies that aren't as good. I enjoyed them both. But uh, he's still a big name. I think people, you know, respect him. He uh, he's had some trouble, though. He uh, was going to do a Alien, a new Alien, and then that got canceled. So now he went to another big sci-fi movie from the 80s, RoboCop, and now he's leaving that project. So the project's not dead, but he himself is not no longer going to be involved. So it's probably going to die. So that's sad. I would have liked to have seen his take on RoboCop. Yeah. I like that first, uh, or the few, couple. Aren't the first two good, RoboCop? I think just the first one. Just the first one? From 87? Goes places. But yeah, RoboCop ended up being way more, way bigger of a character than he should have been. Because that movie is like, no kid should have watched that movie. Oh, no. But like, he was in like, cartoons and stuff. And like, kids knew who he was. There's toys. It's like, that was a weird time. I had a cool ass uh, action figure, RoboCop. And I think his arm was already turned into the gun or whatever. One of his arms. That would be cool. On the toy. Probably completely illegal now for a kid to have that. Yeah, definitely. But I'm sad to see that. We'll not see that. Whether we see RoboCop or not, it won't be Neil Blomkamp's RoboCop. I bet Peter Weller won't be in it either. Mm, He's still out there. He directs like TV shows and stuff. I just don't think he'll play. <laughs> I don't think so either. Robocop. He didn't in the remake. He's a little bit older now. Um, okay. Well, we'll keep our eyes open on that. Um, what about... Uh, isn't there some little outlet just making hits and uh, earning a lot of money? What, uh, what are they called? Disney? Yeah, yeah. You heard of them? Yeah, we've been talking about this Disney Plus thing. That, How are they uh, doing? Yeah, they got Disney Plus coming. They got a lot of new original content, and uh, including a Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, I'm very excited about, but maybe a, another new Star Wars show, uh, The Adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, I made up that title, but there is some <laughs> talks that uh, Ewan McGregor is going to come back to do a limited series uh, as Obi-Wan. So that would obviously take place between the prequels and you know the original 1977 Star Wars. And uh, I think the fans of Star Wars have been asking for this. They've been asking for a movie for quite a while. But this actually might make more sense as, you know, like a six-episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the bright spots of the prequels was Ewan McGregor. He's a fun actor. He is fun. And, and I, ho- I hope this, this happens. His brother. You think he'll be in it? I don't know his brother. Connor? Oh. I think they're different people. Are they related? I think one's Irish, one's Scottish. Close. Yeah. They're different people. Okay. But, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen those movies. You liked Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, I'm a Star Wars guy. Remember he had that, like, like buzz cut in uh, the first one, and then he became, like, the wise, you know, the beard and everything. Mm -hmm. I really like that transformation. And now he's probably going to have a little grays, because obviously the original Obi-Wan was, you know, completely white. I'm not just talking about his skin, but his hair. Oh. Yeah. But also a skin. I want to brush up on those, actually. I uh, myself went to Star Wars Land at Disneyland on Friday. And it's very cool, but I'm like, who the hell is this character? Who's that person? Who's this? I need to, I need to brush up. Those are yeah. Stormtroopers. Han, Han oh, Solo. Tony. <laughs> For instance, I've only seen the first Disney one. Oh, so you never saw the second Disney one? I don't one? think so. So you didn't you see Rogue One? I want to touch up on that one. I don't think there's a lot of new characters from... 
Uh, well, there was a guy who looked like a Jamaican. He had like dreads and he wore glasses. He was almost black. <laughs> Jamaican and almost black? Yeah. Wow. Maybe, like that, maybe that's just the like, real guy and he's just wearing a Jedi costume. Yeah, no, work, no, no. Was, it was like an there? animatronic person on the ride. Like while you're in line. He's almost Jamaican. I am and, like, so he had, lost. Like he had like dreads or something. I am too. I don't know. Almost Jamaican. And Forrest like, Whitaker. No. No, I thought you said Forrest Jamaican. Is an important he character. looked like Captain Ron. I'm sorry. Almost Jamaican. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do my best. Darth Maul. <laughs> he had red skin. No. Yoda man. <laughs> uh, Jamaican, I am. <laughs> the Force is strong. But they had all the uh, the Rogue One characters. Who? Spoiler for the movie: Rogue One. They all die. Damn it, Andy. No, they should, though. It's so, just a BS but, story about how they got to the Death Star. But so there's like 12 characters introduced that don't aren't going to show up in other things, except that they are going to do some like prequels for some of those characters. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character has already been in the cartoon for years. The cartoons they've made. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who this Jamaican guy is. Yeah, I'll have to do my best to try and find that. I, I don't know. <laughs> there's Benicio Del Toro as part of Star Wars now, and that's a big, big get. So yeah, there's I like Benicio. A lot of characters. And it's hard to remember even the bullshit ones from the prequels. There's like three different types of Yodas. Remember that? No. Yeah. It's been a, there was like when a Yoda with hair. Out like four years ago, three years ago. No, I'm talking about the, like episode one, like oh. 1999. Did you have the uh, like collector's edition VHS set, box set? Yeah. Where it was like half of uh, Darth Vader's mask? Yeah, I had that, that was one. a dope I set. I bought that at Ralph's. My dad got it for like Christmas from my grandma. It was the special editions. They had uh, George Lucas talk for like 20 minutes before every movie. I was like, you know how I got this shot? I couldn't get it in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that was the first director's commentary. Yeah. They put it before true. the VHS tape. <laughs> um, all right. More Obi-Wan talk? Or are we going to go to... Let's talk some more Disney stuff. Yeah. Some more box office Disney successes. So they've uh, made a bunch of movies, but uh, five of them in particular this year have uh, already made a billion dollars. Yeah, and it's not, it's somewhat varied. I mean, it's two remakes, Aladdin, Lion King, two Marvels, the Avengers and Captain Marvel, and now Toy Story. Toy Story 4 hit the uh, billion mark. So they're they're getting it from, you know, everywhere. They're, they just know how to make these huge hits. So that doesn't doesn't even include Spider-Man, which is a... Sony movie, but also produced by Marvel. So, yes, I'm sorry, my some mic difficulties here. Yeah, it's not very tight over here, so it's a little loosey. <laughs> it's mic twisted and almost fell off. But <laughs> it looked like a, we are still here. Like Montezuma's Revenge ride or something. It try to go all the way around. And Disney is still making money. That's, yeah, they actually just made money off that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're making money every second. We're giving them free advertising. We don't, we don't even care. We just talked about Star Wars for like 12 minutes. We talked about their Star theme Wars parks. Land, yeah. um, Mickey Mouse is still alive. And doing He never well. died. Yeah. And Donald Duck still has his orange juice. Available in stores nationwide. There you go. So, That's important. I don't know. Does Disney make any... They got to make money off of it, but they don't make the orange juice themselves, right? No. Or do they? <laughs> make it in the, the park. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Kudos to them. I think it's easier to make more money when you already have a built-in audience like Toy Story did. 
Yeah, but they they've had original Pixar movies be successful and just yeah, not to the scale. But I think wasn't uh, uh fuck uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like the first movie to reach like whatever the number was first original orig- movie to make a hundred million dollars this year. So there you go. And we're in August. It's probably the only. I can't think. I don't know. Is there another big one out there? Mm-hmm. Like, you just you got Rotten Tomatoes open. It's coming out. That's not an original movie. No. Yeah, so that's a technicality. Um, hold on, I'm trying to fold up. So yeah, 114 million for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But then you have The Lion King, almost 500 million. Yeah. Granted, it is in week five. But should we get into uh, some box office numbers? There's one other news story I wanted to cover. Oh, do it. We got one of Disney's competitors, Netflix. Oh, yeah. They uh, announced a new movie today. Ooh. A sequel to one of of their originals that came out a couple years ago called The Babysitter. Ooh. Don't. Ooh. We uh, happened to watch it as a team. We we used to watch actually a lot of movies as a team, but uh, we did we did this week too. That's right. Yeah, we'll we get did. into that later. But yeah. we did use it was like a thing. I feel like I forget how long ago that even was. When I feel like we would do the podcast, but that was back when it was just one episode. So from my recollection, we yeah, watched this movie on a Halloween night, probably when two years ago the infamous. And Bowser the dog. <laughs> almost dying. Well, that was also the night we went ended up at the bars, right? Yeah. Where we saw Baba Duke. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good night. We've referenced that night multiple I, times. And I enjoyed that night because, and I know we talked about it when we talked about the whole like, oh, Halloween should be on the last Saturday bullshit. Uh, it's because of nights like that. Like, I remember we did watch that movie then. And then I remember afterwards we threw on some other horror type movie of like uh, murder. And we got to the point where we made it a drinking game and said every time there's a murder, like, Cussing or something or nudity, I think yeah. even. We said uh, we would take a shot or whatever, and it led to Not us a going shot. a drink. Then yeah. you're right. We would take a sip of alcohol, and it led to us going to the bars and having a good time. And I also remember three years ago, then the year before that, we uh, watched. Uh, I think the original Texas Chainsaw. Probably that was my first time seeing that. That was more of a mellow Halloween night, but I think Halloween was on like a Monday that year. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. But I don't remember what uh what I did on actual Halloween this past year. Uh yeah, I don't remember either. Oh, actually. you know what I, I remember now. It was nothing fun. Yeah, nothing exciting, but uh well now we have the babysitter to look forward to. Babysitter two. There you go. So this was a movie where you know the the kid, not only ten years old or whatever, you know, he likes his longtime babysitter. She comes over, brings her friends, and they actually uh, are part of a cult that wanna sacrifice the kid and he has to uh Fight them off, and uh, they're gonna do a number two. It's a, it was a solid movie, like a little, little bit of scares, a little bit of humor, some violence. Is it directed by Mick G again? Yep, Mick G's coming back. Mick G, one of the uh, all-time great names <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> but yeah, that's nice that they're uh, you know, building He's, a little uh, franchise here, doing a TV series based off of. Uh, the 94 film of the same name, True Lies. Yeah, Mick G's everywhere. I think he did Lethal Weapon. Interesting. Yeah, he's a, he's everywhere. He's a big-time producer. Yeah. Back from the 90s, he was a big-time music video guy. That's what he was known for. That's why he was able to pull off the name. Yeah. If you're like a film director starting off, you're not allowed to use that name. Oh, no. You could be no. arrested for this. You got to use your full legal name, but... 
if you're doing music videos, who the fuck cares, right? When is that movie released? They're filming it now, so it should be out next year. Okay, next Halloween, I say, hopefully. I can't even find anything on this yeah. on IMDb. So you could have been dreaming. <laughs> Never know, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some box office numbers. Got some good stuff up in here. Good Boys, down a couple of points, but still 78, still fresh. $21 million. Uh, Fast and Furious, 81. Hobbs versus Shaw, 67%. 14 million bucks. Lion King, 11 million, almost basically call it 12. Angry Birds, scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, and it goes down and down and down. And The Art of Dan- Racing in the Rain, $4.5 million. Blinded by the Light, also 4.5. So, those are your movies. Uh, good Boys. Looks like a pretty good one. Looks yeah. pretty fun. Disappointment for Blinded by the Light, but... Yeah. that was, Is that its debut? Yeah. Holy so, moly. It was a small 90%. indie, but they said uh, whoever bought it ended up paying a decent amount at Sundance, and they're unlikely to get that return. Yeah. But a thing I did read about it, it said, why would you name it after a song that's more popular by the band that did a cover of it and that's what you said as soon as mm-hmm. you heard the title manfred mans if you called it born to run people would understand it's a bruce springsteen i'd want to see thing. that movie yeah so there i don't want to be blinded by the light that sounds like a christian movie it does actually yeah and there's a lot of problems with that yeah they should have focus grouped this what the fuck yeah all right well let's get into movies opening up this week gerard butler is back an angel has fallen this time. Um, is the president in danger? Yeah, I feel like we've seen this trailer like five months ago. Yeah, it's where the drones come out and they're yeah. like fishing. And Morgan uh, Freeman, it, I almost said Morgan Wilson for some reason. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is the president again. And uh, pretty good. Drones exploding. So I've never seen any of these movies. I think but I saw this two. one. In the trailer, there's a scene where, you know, Gerard Bartler's like, Dad, and it's Nick Nolte, and it's like, might be into that. Yeah. He's always plays a very good, irritable man. I'm sure he's a guy who's been off the grid for 400 oh, years. Oh, yeah. How yeah. did you find me? Yeah. So that could be a little, some fun there. Uh, no score yet. Um, I do think we should play the game. And also, I was thinking about this. We forgot kind of about, remember we were going to get those little uh, whiteboards? Oh, yeah. So that we could but I think that's, we thought we were going to do that more so when we actually got a table, which we never a, got. It's a visual idea. I just think it's easier because then we could just all write them down and then leave it. Oh, Andy writes it down in his mind yeah. as he taps well, I, on I his did, head. I did like that idea and still would if we ever did ever get around to a table. But who knows? I don't think that's well, I mean, when we get like the Family Feud style game, we'll write well, down our answers. be interesting is once uh, point to the board. I think they plan on these two chairs that we're sitting in, I think eventually are being planned to go in the garage. Yeah, they're going in the pool table room. So uh, maybe by then we really push ourselves to... Yeah. Who knows? Get something that can this can just be our little corner. Get some videos up. That's what the people want to see. That's what I want to see. But yeah. there, yeah. this is behind the scenes. Yeah, Wrecking Ball was supposed to be editing our video today. <laughs> by the way, he wasn't even here. <laughs> um, well, we'll right. have some time, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. in good time, guys. Uh, I have my score. Andy and Tony, are you guys ready? Yeah, I have one more note before we do this. Let's hear it. So the last time they put a sequel out for this movie, I believe it inspired uh, one of Tony's takes top articles of all time called the most unnecessary sequels of all time so is this the third one this is the third one okay so i wrote an article about how unnecessary the second one was because who really wanted to see 
another one of these. Um, the first one is White House Down, right? No, that's the Channing Tatum one. It's what? always been something has fallen. Oh. My pencil. <laughs> but the first one came out the same year as White House Down, and it was the same premise where and the then they Secret made, Service guy has to save the president. And then they made, uh, like, London has fallen or something? Yeah. So the first one was Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Because that was the code name. For the White House. And then London has fallen because... They were in London. And then what was this one called? Angel. Angel has fallen. So who's Angel? Uh, Angel he was Hernandez, a, he was a pirate. Vampire? No, he was a pirate. He was a vampire uh, on a show in the 90s. That was a spinoff from Buffy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Are we sure For, it's not Angel has fallen? Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> um, all right. You guys have your score? Yes. Gerard Butler is just... Is he, a, is he like a Jason Statham where he can make just dumb shit and people will still pay him to see like to see their movie his movies not as much as statham he's okay. not up on that level okay he had that sub movie that did terribly and then geostorm he hasn't done a lot of big hits his house burned down in the malibu fire yeah yeah he needs to work um all right you guys have your scores uh, yes off yes. off-road andy what say you going with the jackie robinson special 42 oh wow that was initially my score until you just said it <laughs> I, 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 I had it, and then I was like, nah, I like something else a little bit more. Very, It's close. Um, I'll go. Uh, I give it a 38. Well, I'm the highest here because I give it a 55, and I don't know why. You I'm can't hoping, drive 55. Yeah. I'm hoping Gerard Butler brings this into like maybe the 50s, and that'll give me the W. I mean, I w- I'll watch this movie on FX. I don't think I'd want to see it in theaters. Um, okay. I don't know how Morgan Freeman's been in the president this long. I mean, yeah. didn't the meteor kill him? How many him? terms is this guy getting? I thought that meteor killed him in 97. He's played God and the president more times than yeah. ever. Anyone in the whole wide world. Okay, next on deck. I'll get out of here. A survey thing. Overcomer. Not a, another uh, no score yet because no one's ever heard of this. Looks like a Christian movie. Uh, from the uh, creators of War Room. A movie that no one's ever heard of. No, I think it's Christian. It's a PG drama. We're out. Later, Hosen. Uh, Ready or not. Ooh. Game of tag. Excited Uh, about this one. 100%. Did you say a game of tag? I was kidding. (laughs) Was Uh, he, though? Because we know your childhood, Sean. No video games. It's hide and seek, not tag. Maybe none of these fun games. Same shit. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Turn into tag. Yeah, that's pretty good. 21 reviews, 100% still. Ooh. It's kind of a crazy concept, though, isn't it? Like, isn't it like they, she's about to get married and like, but first, can you survive? <laughs> yeah. If it's don't, starring the babysitter. I was going to say, and then Adam her, Brody yeah. of the OC fame. Samara Weaving. She looks she a lot like, what's her face? Plays the babysitter. Margot Robbie, kind of. A little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, this one uh be entertaining. This isn't an, uh, yeah, I don't know why, for some reason, I thought this was a Netflix movie. Uh, Fox Searchlight. That'll be pretty good. And yeah, 100%. Good for them. Call that a win. That'll probably uh, eat up this weekend's That's a good uh, sign because that means it's probably, you know, it's going to obviously have its scary moments, but it obviously shows that it's actually going to be a good movie also, which means however they put this all together, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Next up, you have uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon. Oh, I think that's actually what's... That's like a real thing. No, it's the... Bigger girl from uh, Workaholics. She's 
Yeah, I think pretty this well is now. just Run Fat Boy Run. Yeah, it, it, this was at uh, Sundance. It was a big hit there, so I think this is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, that's 30 reviews already. Amazon Studios. That's good news. It means it's we'll got Lil Rel Howery. He's funny. Yeah. But yeah, Jillian Bell of... I think of her from Workaholics, but she's been in oh, she, a yeah. million things. 22 Jump Street. But yeah, I mean, that's her first like thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. She was in the first Goosebumps movie. I don't remember that. But. I don't either. Uh, and then last, American Factory. 96%. This is also a movie about the boss. Oh, no, it's not. That was a doc. Chinese doc. So those are your movies. Uh, I think... Uh, you got a couple of clear-cut winners. You're going to go see that 38% Angels Fallen, or on hell, as uh, Andy called it. Um, okay. Uh, shall we get into what we've been watching? Okay. Let's just kick it off with Goosebumps 2, as we all watched it. Yeah, that was uh, my second time watching it, but I it was the first time I watched it was, I want to say when it first came to Netflix, so at least a few months back to the point where I didn't really remember a lot of the parts of the movie. So it almost felt like I was rewatching it again. But uh, as always, I enjoy those Goosebumps movies. And I also especially like it because not only is it Goosebumps, it's also all takes place on Halloween night, which is my favorite night of the year. So it's, I like that whole concept. But uh, what'd you guys think since it was your actual first time seeing it? I enjoyed it. It has your old storyline. Uh, it has some good acting, and it's not like cheesy effects. I mean, it's not yeah. amazing effects, but it's oh, still yeah, pretty course. decent. And as long as you go into it knowing it's you know a kid's show at the end of the day. Kid's I, show, but still kind of knows that the people that grew up really with Goosebumps were yeah, kids yeah. now that are in their late 20s, even early 30s. This is a deep spoiler, but I like that they even poked fun at it. At the end, uh, Jack Black sees that red balloon floating. He's like, I knew I wrote that yeah, first. that's pretty funny. And then also another big spoiler. R.L. Stein, just another cameo and just a great actor. <laughs> I said it uh, on that night. He is becoming Stan Lee. And uh, like Quentin Tarantino, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he didn't direct this, I guess, though. But yeah, more Stan Lee then. That's better. Yeah, he just Harrison. needs to... I think he needs to flesh out the entire Goosebumps movie universe. Um, one thing that I was thinking of was that they originally announced this as a Horrorland movie. And I still want to see that. I don't know if this movie did well enough to continue the franchise, but... Horrorland will make tons of money. That oh yeah, that would be a great movie. Just, a, I think it's a great concept to even have, you know, the theme park that goes wrong. You know, we've seen it with Jurassic Park. It's a great idea. Ready, incorporate yeah. the and that, monsters coming to life. It's great. And it could easily be a movie because that episode is actually a two-parter, so it's yeah. already a forty-five-minute show, really. So you know, these movies are what an hour and a half, hour forty anyway. So it's like you could easily make it into a movie. Wait, you said they are going to do that or they should? That's what this one was supposed to be. But then they had troubles with, oh, is Jack Black going to do it? All this kind of stuff. And in the end, Jack Black was in it, just not as much as the first one. Yeah, not nearly as much. In the first one, he's actually pretty significant. And in this one, it's kind of like the last 25 minutes he's in it. But it's still good nonetheless. And it's got actual like actors. I mean, our boy, yeah, Leslie Ken- Chow. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, Ken Young. Yeah. Ken, Ken- yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty great in it. Yeah, it's funny. He's just like the basically the fun neighbor that you you could tell is that neighbor that gets overly decked out for all the holiday stuff. And got to have a hell of a storage unit. Yeah, yeah, he's got a big uh, basement. 
Yeah. That's true. This is probably an bunker. East Coast taking place type show. It was uh, upstate New York. Yeah, so How many go. balloons yeah. did he blow yeah, up? Yeah, that was a lot of balloons for that giant spider he had that somehow went over the entire house. But it's crazy because I really do think, especially in the East Coast, there are a lot of those random neighborhoods that I think really do get decked out like that. Maybe not to that extreme of a balloon uh, yeah. black widow over your entire house, but to the point where they do just make it really fun and stuff and, you know, whatnot. It, that's the, the name of it, fun. I think it's fun for the whole family. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna really uh, scare you all that much, but uh, you know, fun effects. You know, some I like those like witches, and then the you know you got the pumpkin head guy. There's mm-hmm. some good stuff. Yeah, and then of course again, the main character Slappy the doll. He just seems to be the Oscar worthy performance. Yeah. The one Goosebumps uh, villain that just always seemed to be the the main one. You know, I think the Night of the Living Dummy was obviously one of his most famous books and one of his most famous. Monsters, because I even remember as a kid, that was kind of the one that spooked me out a little bit. And also, Are You Afraid of the Basement? I, I remember being in first grade and actually being, like, too afraid to almost watch it. <laughs> I think that's why I like horror movies so much now is because it was such a battle for me as a kid because I was so afraid of them. And then now it's kind of like, here I am. And that's all. You can enjoy that on Netflix, by the way. Yes. Um, I've got one. I'll go. I know what it is. Oh, yeah. I did a movie in the park, as I called it. A little projector on the the wall of the house out in the backyard. Got two of those little air loungers, which were actually very comfortable. Yeah, it was a... Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you have to run back and forth to fill them up. It was uh, entertaining. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we watched The Mule, Clint Eastwood. Uh, He's 100 years old and still kicking. No, he's actually only like 80 years old, uh, but... Directed. Oh, I think he's high 80s now. Yeah, he's is old he? as shit. Okay. Let's confirm. Well, you, confirm you, that. You keep talking. He's 80s. Something 80s. Maybe 89 even. I'll count it as 80s. Um, yeah, he's an old man, and uh, he uh, he's still got it. He's very friendly, but his ex-wife hates him. And uh, Story of my life. Yeah, we, we enjoyed the hell out of it, actually. It was pretty good. Uh, Andy brought it to our attention. <laughs> There's a, a sex scene. And... Uh, Yes, and Andy, I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to give away too much here, but it's barely. I mean, this these two women. It's actually a threesome. Oh, uh, well, hold on. These two women. They turn the light off and then it just fades. But they're naked. So you and they took them to the bedroom. So you know what happens. But it's not like he's like, Ugh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's. Was he like, where are you taking me? Who are you people? Where's my grandson? He was kind of down with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't like, you don't see him by any means. Like he doesn't take his shirt off or anything. And so I was expecting it to be worse than Frank Reynolds sex scene and, uh, always sunny in Philly. Yeah. That's you know, you know, where I actually heard about this sex scene. It was on SNL. It was, oh, so they just ran with it. No, it was John Mulaney and Pete Davidson. They both, they just talked about like on the news. On the, yeah, the weekend update, uh-huh. they both went on there and they did a bit about like, we just watched The Mule and that movie is crazy. <laughs> so that's where I'd heard about that. Yeah. So those are some uh, funny people. So if they found the humor in it. It's enjoyable. Definitely worth watching. You can find that on HBO. Is it a better Bradley Cooper movie than A Star is Born? I like this one more. Was he even in it that much? It seems like he was kind of like, oh, I'm going to be in it. Not to be a in. lot, but he has yeah. some good scenes. Pivotal scenes. Mm-hmm. 
All right. What do you, What about you guys? Uh, you want me to go, Andy, or you, or? I don't, I have, like, a lot of, like, little, so I'm not, like, going to talk about it. I'll just, well, did you, so I, I'm trying to think what else I watched. I, I guess there's, like, two things that I'm watching. So one of them is I did end up watching The Righteous Gemstones last Ooh, night. Ooh, yeah, that up? just, they, uh, I haven't seen either. That well, then I won't go into too much detail, but I will just say I do enjoy it, because it is just kind of funny how it's, like, you've got uh, Danny McBride and how he has this. Like pastor, religious guy, but at the same time, you can just still tell it's just Danny McBride. Like you could tell he's doing it, but it's not what he wants to really be doing. Like he's not. It's just funny watching him do it. And then Adam Devine's character is just like it's hard to explain. He's just kind of like he's it also, but they're they're just filthy rich is basically it. And it's obviously from like you know they get a lot of this money from their church. Like you know they even show a scene where they're Sunday church and they pass around the basket, and then afterwards you just because they are one of those mega churches that fill thousands of people and then afterwards you see that it's just buckets of money that they're and they've got like the printing it and stuff or like not printing it but like putting it through like the machine to yeah. like count it up and they've got like stacks of ten thousand dollars and stuff and it's just so crazy that it's really like that's kind of how I'm not gonna say that's kind of how it is because i don't know how it is but it's you know i know there's people out there that do believe a lot of those super churches that that is basically how these guys are like how they are rich and stuff and what not, but it, it's got a little bit of like, you know, twist to it. Like there's some blackmailing scenes and some little bit of violence, I guess. Not too crazy, but yeah, I mean, some, there's got to be a dramatic story there. Yeah, and it will be. And it also, it just kind of reminds me like, again, of like some vice principles type stuff, like more of like the season two stuff, just with like, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about when you see it, but it's, uh, I'm, I already know I'm going to enjoy it. And I like, cause I thought they were only half hour episodes, but they're actually hour episodes. So, so I think just this one, just this one was an hour and the rest are half hour. Yeah. Well, that's stupid, <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be an hour, but yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, it does. Cause this does definitely does seem like a half hour type show, but whatever, regardless half hour, hour, it's enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, yeah. watch that. And then, uh, I'm back to watching season two of mine hunter. I think I watched the first two episodes so far. First episode was late Saturday night. I was kind of not really paying attention, but then I really was paying attention to this most recent episode, and it's already got me drawn back in. I enjoy it. The serial killer stuff is fascinating to me, so it's kind of it's enjoyable, and especially how they use like you know these real people. And I think it's pretty crazy when you hear some of the stories that uh, some of these serial killers have. Like I actually just saw a little side note was uh, reading something today that I came up on one of the Instagram pages I follow because I follow this horror Instagram page and it talked about this serial killer from like the 18, it was in the 1890s or something and how he was a cannibal serial killer, like child rapist, all that stuff they do and how he actually was, what his big thing was, was sending letters to like the victim's families Mm -hmm. and describing pretty much how he, killed them and stuff and cooked them and ate them and stuff. And I was just like, holy shit. And he, it actually shows the letter that he wrote. And I'm obviously not going to, I'll not, I won't say like the parts, but it is, it's very disturbing. You know, like there's people out there that have that mental mindset that, Oh, I'm going to kill not only a human, but a child and then cook them and eat them. And then also go and send a letter to the family to describe exactly how I did it. And it's just, it's, really really sick it's crazy that people whose minds get to that point but yeah that was uh what i've been watching yeah i watched the first episode of that and 
we'll need to uh, go further into that. Uh, nothing really happened much in the first. It's kind of like yeah, that's why I think I kind of lost what, what was going on. Um, that the main guy who's you know got further and further, like more and more full of himself, just kind of didn't see like he had the uh, his uh, boss there when he went to go talk to him. He was like, "What are you doing, buddy? Don't do this." Uh, so I think that's what a lot of the drama is going to be about. Him, his character, how he's a little reckless. Yeah. And how it's like season one, it was like cool. But now it's like, okay, how do we make sure he's healthy? Because season one ended with him like having a panic attack. And going yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't really remember too much how it yeah. ended. But I know he went back to see like Kemper by himself or something. And that was the... Yeah, and he ended up having a... A panic attack and collapsing in like the hospital, and that's kind of how it ended. Yeah, yeah I didn't remember that, that, that at thing all. Is exactly, like I didn't remember either because the first one they don't even like. Is he even in the first one? Did you just say, or did they seem get to him at the end of it or like middle of it? Yeah, you, they the other. No, you're right. FBI no, they do because the first one is when then they go to the guy's retirement yeah. party, and then he's all pissed off at him, saying like, "I'm happy. I'm being forced to retire because of you, basically." Yeah, but it was like we knew that like yeah you tell. But, I, but again it's, <laughs> it's been, like this guy's stupid for even trying to talk to him but yeah anything else no that was it okay i have a couple of movies uh one i watched not last week but i didn't talk about it the week before blue ruin it's on netflix uh the director of this movie also directed green room which i really liked which yeah. is also on netflix i believe yeah so this is a uh interesting premise where it's this like homeless guy gets picked up by the cops and you're like, oh, what's going on here? But actually the cops tell him like we uh, the the guy who murdered your your parents is being let go of jail, like let out of jail. Hmm. So it's like clearly this guy is disturbed because his parents were murdered and he's now a bum. He decides he's going to go and kill this guy. He's going to go find him after he gets released and kill him. And he does. And then he never he doesn't get reported to the police, and he kind of realizes that that guy's family wants their own justice and are now going to go after him and like his extended family. So he has to kind of like train and get ready to fight this kind of like redneck family that now wants to kill him. So just kind of it's like Green Room, like very realistic violence. It's not over the top violence, but when there is, it's very realistic. And it was a cool movie. Not a uh, not a cast of people you'd know. Buzz from Home Alone is in it. Oh, wow. That's How does a, he look now? He's been in a few things, but yeah, he looks not great. <laughs> he was kind of like a... Was, I mean, was he considered a child star? I don't, what else was he in? Yeah, besides, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. until but Nebraska, I hadn't seen him. Well, when I think yeah. a child star, though, sometimes I'm thinking of like people that were Kevin McAllister's age, like Macaulay Culkin, whatever you want to call him, How he, when they're like... Eight years old, it looks like. Ten years old. But, like, Buzz looked like he was, like, 12 or 13. But I guess that is still a child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, little, little, like, child. But he wasn't really. He was more like a supporting star. And not even really supporting. Yeah. Very small role. But iconic. Exactly. Absolutely iconic. That's true. But yeah, I'd recommend that. It's interesting. Then I also watched uh, another Western. Because I guess Why they're not? just all the rage now. I watched this one called The Sisters Brothers. Had a, a phenomenal cast. So the uh, it's about two brothers, and their last name is Sisters. And they're kind of just uh, hired mm. guns. They're working for this uh, criminal guy. It's like 1800s in Oregon. So the brothers are played by Walking Phoenix and John C. Riley. So that's right away. 
two of the better actors working today. Uh, and they are working with Jake Gyllenhaal to track down uh, Riz Ahmed, who has some method of uh, identifying gold. So it's like he's very valuable. He's like a scientist guy. So interesting Western. Uh, what's gr- just great about those movies is just landscapes and then, you know, just a bunch of really great actors together doing scenes and guess it was actually a French production, French director, French writer. But I like those uh, period pieces. They go to, there's a great scene, they go to San Francisco, and it's like early, early San Francisco, and these people had never seen like a city before, and they're like, just that concept is kind of cool. You think about it, if you were from 1840s, Oregon, rural area. Yeah, and then you saw the city. (laughs) It's like the village. Yeah, when they're trapped in what they think is like the 1800s, the whole t- or not, well, not what they think is the 1800s, but what they think is a normal life, and then she goes over the wall, and then it's even though she's blind, but she's like, you can just tell that's like, oh shit. And also, if you have not seen the village, I'm sorry, because <laughs> that's another one of M Night Shyamalan's like, yeah, surprises that he likes to throw at people. So that that one's on Hulu, The Sisters Brothers. You can watch that. Hmm. Uh, it was a big uh, box office bust that they actually wanted it to be with that cast. I think that would be in theaters. People would see it. Got really good reviews, but no one went to see it. Um, and then I watched a thing on Netflix called The Family, a little documentary series. kind of weird where it's like re- actors kind of recreating. I don't think it's all that Sounds good. Familiar. So what it's about, and Tony would be interested, kind of conspiracy type stuff. It's basically some organization. They're sometimes referred to as family, sometimes referred to, I don't know, something, the fellowship or something like that. And it's just uh, these Christians who actually have a ton of power in D.C. and that a lot of like congressmen and senators are either part of that organization or very friendly to it. So they just keep showing shots of this guy. Like, and they say it's across both parties where it's like, here's the leader of it with Jimmy Carter. Here he is with Reagan. Here he is with Clinton. And then, oh, he's even here. Here's Trump and him. And it's like, he's just this behind-the-scenes guy. This is basically like, kind of like to people like the Illuminati type stuff or whatever? Is it's it not like at that level. And that's what the, the whole thing is, that they're, they're small but powerful because, like, they're very Christian. But it's like a creepy level of Christian word. Oh, yeah. No, like I mean, the, like, old, like, women don't do anything. But then also, like, like, there's a part where the guy comes in and is basically saying, like, you guys can do bad things because you're the chosen one. God wants you to do what you do, and you're chosen, so it doesn't matter. You're still better than everyone else. And it's like, it's really creepy. Like, these are people, it's like most of people being raised Christian, it's like, do good things. And this guy is com- just comes in and be like, no, actually, you can continue to do, to do bad things because that's what, that would, that's God's plan for you. And it's just like, that stuff is always. Yeah. No, creepy. it's definitely. And uh, James Cromwell plays the, uh, the leader in the like, he's getting old. Yeah, the uh, whatever you call those, the rep- the fictionalized scenes, the uh, recreations. I don't like that style of documentary where they do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also jarring when you see like, oh, I know that guy. That's George Bush Senior from the Bush movie, and Babe's dad. Oh, most famously. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's like a five part, you know, forty minute each thing. I'll, I'll end up finishing it, but. Yeah, I was. I think I I watched. I want to say thirty minutes of like the first episode, 
And maybe I just wasn't in the mood at the time, but I was just kind of like, oh, this stuff's just, I mean, I like it, but it's also like, it's too exhausting for me. I'd rather just be one like hour and a half documentary. I don't like the whole yeah. like five 40 minute parts and it ends up becoming like a two and a half hour movie. And I'm sitting there like, blah, but it's like, it's, you know, at the end of the day, who knows, right? These organizations, Christian, Illuminati stuff. Yeah. It's like, sure. I do think there are like these little clubs out there and stuff, but I don't think like they do as much crazy stuff as like people like my uncles think. Like, yeah. I don't think they're like, my uncles are the big believers that if anyone dies part of Hollywood, it's because the Illuminati off them. Like, Oh, Robin Williams kills himself. Oh, this singer kills himself. And my uncles are always like, Oh, Illuminati it had to have been. And I'm always just like, eh, well also though, maybe you don't know what it's like being rich and famous and don't and realize that a lot of these guys go through depression and drugs become a part of their life and expectations and, not living a normal life and it gets to people at some point and you go through that for 40 plus years, you know, it gets to a point where you can't take it anymore and it's sad, but it's, you know, it's happened so many times that it's obviously something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and these guys aren't like so like far removed that you never heard of them. Their big thing is the, the national prayer breakfast. It's a thing that happens every year and the president always attends so that's what they're saying. Like this organization has a lot of influence. They they know every president, so oh. people know who they are, but they're they don't know everything about them. And just kind of, of course, it's uh, done by a guy who uh, happened to be part of it and then left, which is how it always works. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, will that pretty much wrap up your portion off? Yeah. Of? All righty. Well. That'll wrap up our uh, show today. You've been listening to episode 130 of the Tony's Take Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, check out our sports pod, and follow us on the social media stuff, tonys.take, take underscore Tony's on Twitter. All right, we'll see you later.